0: 7 a.m. on the west coast, 10 a.m. on the east coast, 3 p.m. in London, 12 midnight in Sydney and New South Wales, and in Malaysia it's 19:64. I'm Jay Sheldon and I'm not wearing pants. <sighs> we made it, we're here. I got my Bronx shirt on. Da Bronx yeah big announcements tonight too we added some more uh, layers to the show and we'll talk about that coming up in just a minute want to thank streambeats.com for the free music i changed over to uh edm tonight for the pre-roll in the show i usually do the rock anthems i don't know the edm isn't quite my style but i thought eh, you're getting bored with the rock stuff anyway streambeats.com free music copyright free strike free for streamers if you are a streamer can't re- recommend it enough some great tracks all kinds of uh, genres of music from harris heller the great folks at alpha gaming screambeats.com they don't pay to be hat tipped on the show but we want to give them a tip of the hat anyways 404 <laughs> hey 404 good to see you thanks for joining in here <laughs> M N B O Stream. And I don't know how that's supposed to be pronounced, but g'day, Jay. <laughs> good day to you. All right. Good to see you. And uh, thanks for coming along for the ride here. Yeah. Nice to have you on board um, wherever you may be watching. Uh, I'm assuming if you say g'day, you're probably an Aussie in Australia. I'm not going to do an Australian accent. I know I just did one and it sucked, but. I, I, I won't embarrass myself. Um, you know, funny enough, uh, something related to the announcement that I have uh, coming up in just a second. I'm not going to hold you through the whole show for it. Uh, I already talked about it a little bit, but we've added. Uh, but I did notice that we've got a listener, at least one, if not more, in New Zealand. So welcome, New Zealand. Nice to have uh, the, our New Zealand friends. Yes. Studio audience loves New Zealand. Um It is a Monday. Mondays suck. We know that. So I'm just kind of just going to get a bunch of stuff we're going to talk about. We will get on with Peter Pan. We're almost at the end of the book. And then we'll be doing Little Prince coming up next. Um, But yeah, I want to let you know, uh, if you uh, checked out our Facebook page, I'm Not wearing Pants. We are triple casting, by the way, to that Facebook page, Jay Sheldon's YouTube channel and twitch.tv Slash J. Sheldon, no pants. However, this show is now officially a podcast. Yes. We we did announce it on our last stream. It will always ultimately, primarily be a live stream show. However, there's a whole world of podcasts out there. Crystal Violin. Hey, it's been a while since you showed up to us. Good to see you. Man, the studio audience is going nuts today. There's so many more people popping in here. Thank you. Uh, Yes, we are a podcast. What I've done is I've sucked out the audio to all 60, what, 65. This is our 65th show. And um, I have uploaded them to all kinds of places. Yeah, we are a podcast. And uh, hello to our folks in the podcasting world. If you are listening to us later there which would be now, but I'm talking about it now, so it you'll listen later, so I have to say later. I'm not too confused, am I? (laughs) You can find us, and please do, even if you listen to the show live, which is great. We love all of our live viewers and and listeners. But by all means, please, if you want to catch up on old shows, every single show, I know, because I edited them all over the last week, uh... Every single show from our very first rant is up there. Uh, now, at the moment, I've gotten up in the 40s, episode 40-something uploaded to the system. But they're all done. So I'm gonna, I will get them all up by tomorrow afternoon, our time. All 65 episodes will be up and online ready for you to listen. You can go through. Uh, you'll find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Stitcher, with more, more, more to come. So wherever you may be listening, please uh, do check us out. Search us just in the search bar on whatever iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music. Type in, I'm not wearing pants, and you'll see something that looks like this logo And you'll see all the episodes. There should be 40-something of them if you go right now. And if you go later on tomorrow at the same time, you'll see all 65 episodes. They're all there. And thank you so much for listening, Um, subscribing. The downloads are what matter over on the podcast world. So by all means, please subscribe and uh, download, listen in. You can just stick it on in the background while you're doing housework or working. Darren's shared the stream. Thank you, Darren. Thank you so much. I'm using some of your stuff tonight coming up later on, as a matter of fact. So thank you. Double thank you. Excellent. (laughs) I appreciate it. Yeah, so by all means, if you're listening in on the podcast, welcome. We love you. And you can also find us, of course, live Monday, Wednesday, Saturdays on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch.tv. Crystal says, how have things been in Malaysia lately, over here in North America, or maybe just New York City? It's been unreasonably hot, even though it's spring. Well, I can tell you that in Malaysia, it is always unreasonably hot. And for the last few days, I'm either getting sick or it's been extra unreasonably hot. Now, as far as I know, I'm not getting sick. I took my temperature today. It was 36.2 two, whatever, that's Celsius. Um, So, I'm fine. But it has been hot here. It has been scorching hot. It's just, in fact, just now, before the stream, I was out having some coffee and having a cigarette, getting ready to come on, and I noticed that there is not a stitch of wind. The air is perfectly still. And you know when that happens... There's no breeze. It's just like uh, uh, trying to breathe. So, yeah, it is uh, It is oppressive out there. Unbelievable. Um, so, wow. I, yeah, New York City, when it gets hot in New York, it sucks. I've been there when it's been hot, and uh, it's already pretty unbearable, especially lately, and... Um, Mm, it's a mess. So now being extra hot. Wow. It's, uh, what is, it's almost the end of May, though. So I guess, yeah, the heat makes some sense. Hey, if you want to be in touch, by the way, you can always Skype in on the show if you want to talk live about whatever you want to talk about, about what I'm talking about. I got some subjects coming up, some things to share, like always. Or you have something else you want to chit-chat about. You can t- uh, type in Jay Sheldon in your Skype and hit call. And you'll get on the show, or you can dial from any phone—landline, handphone, cell phone— one eight six zero five 1-860-598-0987 is the number. It's down here on the scroll. You'll see it, and uh, you can also uh, join the show that way. Toll charges will apply if you're not local to. That's a Connecticut number. Also, your no pants merchandise. Yes, you'll find that on uh, you'll find that on um twitch.tv. There's a, in the about section, you'll find a link to go to merchandise and get some t-shirts and coffee mugs and mouse pads and things. Um, 404, will there be more game streams? I want to suggest Portal. It's very funny. I don't know Portal. I will check it out, though. I Absolutely. I will make a note. In fact, I'm doing that right now to check that out and uh, see what Portal's all about. Uh, <laughs> the cake was a lie. Okay, private joke, I guess. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to make a note right now to check out Portal once we're done with the show. And yes, in answer to your question, there will be some more game streams. I'm not a big gamer. This show wasn't meant to be about gaming. But occasionally, yes, recently I've been playing some slots. I know that it's kind of boring, but I'm having fun, so what the hell. But uh, yeah, we'll get back, maybe do some more Doom or some Meridian Fifty Nine that kind of died of its own volition, and um, we we will indeed uh, maybe some Mortal Kombat. I love playing the old sky old style games, so yeah, um, we'll see. Um, all right, let's move on to Oh Miko update. Miko update. Bing, 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 bing. Uh, She is at the end of her cycle. My house no longer looks like a a crime scene or a Dexter episode. Old cultural reference there. And uh, she's doing well, except now she's having a problem with her back left foot. She's been limping a little bit lately. She's favoring it. I don't know what happened. Um, But if it continues and doesn't get better in the next day, I think we're going to pay a visit to the doctor and see what's what, because I can't stand seeing her in pain. So, But otherwise, she's doing well, and her appetite has been through the roof lately. She was always a picky eater, but, yeah, Miko! But for some reason, in the last few days, her appetite, she's eating us out of house and home. She would let her food sit there forever, and then eh, look over at it and go, like, what's that? Oh, food? Mm, big deal. But lately, yeah, yes, she has had her very first um, cycle period, uh, you know, where they go into heat. Uh, she's been through the pre-estrus period. She's in the estrus, at the end of the estrus period. She went through the part where she was really looking for a baby daddy, if you know what I mean. And now she's kind of chilled out from that. So, yeah, <laughs> she's over it uh, or almost over it. So no more diapers, no more, no more Dexter episodes in my house. And we love that. Um, All right, it's time for Facebook review. The biggest changes that changed, or mistakes, rather. The biggest mistakes that changed histories. Uh, This is so cool. Um, You know when you've made a big mistake. Sure, there have been tests that you thought you aced or dates you thought went well, but you know, when you made a really big blunder, this, by the way, comes from ranker.com. You can read the whole article over there. Some mistakes literally changed history. Like uh, Darren Chow limping will go away. It's part of, of the Dexter episode. Oh, is it really? I, yes, dogs get periods just like women do female dogs, Um, Crystal. But Darren says limping will go away. It's part of the Dexter episode. I have never read anything, and I researched the hell out of dog cycles, trust me. But, wow, you would know. Um, Darren and animals are like this. Um, Okay, that's good to know. It makes me feel better. All right, Alexander Fleming forgot to clean his lab. He is credited with discovering penicillin. In 1928, his methodology stemmed from forgetting, basically, to do the dishes. Uh, Spent the month of August on holiday with his family, and when he got back to his lab, he noticed one of his petri dishes had *Staphylococcus* had grown in a mold that wiped out the sample around it. He then drew uh, grew the mold in a pure culture, and discovered it would annihilate Gram-positive pathogens. Penicillin didn't arrive on uh, the scene for several years, but once it did, it was widely used to treat uh, allies in World War II and saved countless lives, all basically because Mr. Fleming forgot to clean up his lab. (laughs) D-Day paratroopers scattered all over the beaches. One crucial component of the D-Day invasion, and if you don't know what that is, look up the end of World War II, Um, It was dropping of the 101st and 82nd Airborne Divisions overnight before the um, amphibious strike on the beaches of France. As the drops began, bad weather, anti-aircraft fire, and other factors led to the wide dispersal of the Allied paratroopers. While this dispersal was not meant to happen, they were all meant to go down in one spot, it actually worked out to the benefit. It was a mistake That wound up being something good because uh, it created roadblocks in achieving the incursion's initial objectives. But it aided the overall incursion because they were so scattered and the German command structure was so confused that it actually worked in their favor. Again, there's more details. Check it out. Japan picked the wrong targets in Hawaii. Hawaii. Japan's attack on December 7, 1941, concentrated most of the fire on American battleships, a strategy the Japanese believed would hamper U.S. power at sea. As such, Japan's planes did not concentrate on the base's fuel reserves, repair yards, or, incredibly, the aircraft carriers that were also in Pearl Harbor. And when the smoke cleared, the U.S., Kicked their repair yard into full gear and was able to return the ships to sea quickly, and the navy dominance eventually came from submarines and aircraft carriers. Now, not to belittle the many, many lives that were uh, lost when the Japanese attacked a surprise attack Pearl Harbor, but indeed there were, that was a mistake that they made that turned out to uh, to not work well in their fail, favor. A lot of these are about wartime, but it's just really odd mistakes. I'm going to do one more. Military invaded Russia during the winter. Now, in 1708, Sweden invaded Russia during a winter that was so fierce, even Venice's canals were frozen. The invaders were thousands of men in that particular push, Just over a hundred years later, Napoleon also attempted an occupation that began in the summer. By late fall, he'd lost thousands of soldiers, and although he succeeded occupying Moscow, he eventually had to retreat. But the most famous example occurred in World War II. Hitler believed he could take Russia before winter, but his army was not ready when winter finally came. In fact, things went so badly for him in Russia that the Germans lost about 750,000 men before November. So, do not invade Russia in the winter. Never a good idea. <laughs> um, yes, Crystal, Japan attacked Hawaii. You can't not know that. Really? Okay, Um, I don't think they know what winters are like in Russia. Yeah, (laughs) you're right, Crystal. It is very cold. You do not want to be there, especially if you're an invading army. Uh, Yeah. All right. We also teased on our on our headline tonight about the Kardashians. Excuse me. Um, (laughs) It's not a big thing, but it's one of which I can severely relate my friend Alan posted this. It's a public post, so I'm not sharing any secrets, but I am one of these people. As the Kardashian, uh, Kardashians celebrate their 20th season, I would like to congratulate me for never having watched a single episode. Yes! Seriously, I have... No, I mean, I basically know what these idiots are all about. And I know a whole lot of people are into the Kardashians for what reason I have no idea. They certainly are brilliant marketers. They sure know what they're doing when it comes to marketing. The family is about as screwed up as it can possibly be in whatever form Bruce Jenner is these days, or Caitlyn, or whatever he calls himself now. Um, but yeah, the Kardashians, you, you congratulated yourself for that too, Crystal. <laughs> well, seriously, I they, they are uber popular with all, I don't know who or what marketing demographic, but it ain't this guy. And um, no, I've never actually seen a single episode or even a piece of footage from uh, from the Kardashians. And I don't really care to, thank you. Um, this is... I hesitated to share this, but I'm going to, simply because it's so strange. This is from aworldabuzz.com. This happened just May 22nd. So what is today? The 24. Two days ago uh, in Kelantan, here in Malaysia. And I'll tell you why this strikes me as being odd. I mean, it's sad. Someone has lost their life. But as you can see from the headline, a car loaded with firecrackers explodes after allegedly getting hit by lightning in Kelantan. So, you can see some of the footage. There's actually video footage. I'm not going to share it. It's a bit graphic. But apparently, there were... Now, imagine this. The chances of you getting struck by lightning are so tiny. So tiny. Not only did did, did this car get hit by lightning, but this particular car was loaded with firecrackers, which then exploded... And the whole car burned. The fellow lost his life, sadly. But, um, man, you talk about bad luck. I'm not making a joke out of this. It's quite serious. It's a tragic, tragic story. But imagine the chances. It's just insane. Now, normally, when you are in a car, that is one of the safest places to be because the rubber tires and you're insulated from the road. But likely not if you're driving around with a whole bunch of fireworks in the back seat or the trunk or wherever it might be. That's just not a good thing. I'm telling you. Um, okay, two more. Two more. One quickie. This one's from you, Darren. Thank you. Uh, this one, my friend Darren Chow, who's a, a fantastic animal guy. And thank you for the info on the... Uh, Dexter episode, but he shared this earlier uh, today, yesterday. It's fascinating. Look at this. See this? This is an ant. Wait, let me get my cursor in the picture. This is an ant. This is not an ant. They look exactly alike. Remarkable, but underappreciated things about the ant mimic jumping spider. That's what it is. Very few of them do it to prey on ants. You'd think that they would, you know, look, they look just like, this is the ant, this is the spider. is evolved to look almost exactly like the ant. You can see the little mandibles or whatever they're called there on the spider, which the ant doesn't have, it has antennas. Um, They, very few, if any, actually do that to be able to prey on the ants. Instead, what they do is they have done this because there's still a lot of things that will eat a spider, but they would not dare incite the wrath of an ant colony. And trust me, we have these red, I don't know, army ants, there are these biting ants here, and they are painful. Um, ants are so scary in the world that venomous, leaping predators hide among them for their own protection. So it is not in order to you know, sneak into the colony and eat the ants. It's because nobody dares attack the ants. Yeah, even the front legs look like antennae. You're right. You're exactly right. Very cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, even the front legs, yeah. If I ever found out that thing is a spider, even five feet near me, Crystal says, I'd immediately search my room like a SWAT member. <laughs> right? Yeah. Wait. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> again. <clears throat> Darren says no crap, although he used the other word for it. If oh man, that is insane. That is, but it's such a cool thing. The, the man, the insect animal world, unbelievable. The the things that happen out there. That's insane. All right, one quick, two inspirational things, and then we'll move on. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, one of my favorite actors. He's a brilliant man. I've read something like this before, I think even on the show, I'm not sure. But I've got to share it again, because you can't hear it enough. You really can't. None of us are getting out of here alive. So please stop treating yourself like an afterthought. Eat the delicious foods. Walk in the sunshine. Jump in the ocean. Say the truth that you're carrying in your heart. Like a hidden treasure. Be silly. Be kind. Be weird. There's no time for anything else. That quote is credited to Sir Anthony Hopkins. Be weird. There's no time for anything else. Quite true. (laughs) I'll salute to that. All right, and one more. This uh, again, Darren, thank you. You get double hat tips tonight. Uh, David Wooland, and uh, Darren uh, reposted this as opposed to retweeting. I love this because we're about to go into uh, Peter Pan. You know, I'm a big advocate of reading. Read, reread books. Especially books that you read when you were younger and now you're 20, 30 years older. Read them again because your mind is in a different place. Your perspective has changed. You'll find it's a brand new book. But this is the coolest thing, and I cannot encourage you more, to get your kids to read. Even if it's online. I know everybody's got their iPad and their little notepad and you know their handphone and their whatever. Get them an e-reader. Read books online. It doesn't have to be a physical book, although those are nice. But um, this was brilliant. This guy pays his oldest son $1 every time he reads a book. We're talking about 160-page chapter books. These are not little, you know, books. I'm out $120 this year, and he thinks he's ripping me off. Best Investment ever. Absolutely. One dollar every time he reads a book, major books, and uh, he's out 120 bucks, and his son has read 120 books. Can't beat that. Fantastic. Not a bad idea. If it's Malaysia, this is, a, I assume, one USD. So if it's Malaysia, give him five bucks every time he reads a book. Why not? Or one ringgit fantastic what a brilliant brilliant idea so cool so cool all right um let's see where are we going darren says salute yeah well salute to you and thank you for sharing that stuff i love the stuff that you post and i hope you don't mind that i share it here on the stream because i think everybody gets should get a chance to see it and you know algorithms being what they are not everybody gets to see all the stuff all of our feeds on social media are algorithmed to death. So we see what they think we want to see instead of everything. You know, I suppose if you had enough friends, if you saw absolutely everything, everyone posted, you'd, you'd never be able to get through it, I suppose. But you know, I wish they would open it up a little bit because sometimes it's, it's very limiting. Um, all right. We talked about our new podcast. Thanks to our podcast audience. Thank you very much for, uh, subscribing and downloading you can find us one more time I'm going to give you a, uh, give a plug to, uh, to where you can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts Spotify, Amazon Music Google Podcasts Radio Public and Stitcher with more to come and uh, you'll find us there at the moment about 40 something episodes all the way back from episode 1 way back when I really didn't know what I was doing and it sounds it uh all the way up to tonight's show which will be put up tomorrow so i'll get the last 20 or so episodes uh uploaded here in the next uh, 24 hours and thank you very much for listening subscribing downloading over there those are the numbers that really uh, really count I appreciate that i see the analytics for the sites and uh, we're doing pretty well actually we've got a bunch of subscribers and a bunch of people are listening like I said, we have a new listener over in New Zealand, so thank you for that. Appreciate it. Nice to, uh, nice to hear you guys in New Zealand coming out. All right, coffee, coffee time. Ah, the pause that refreshes. <coughs> All right, let's. Uh, <coughs> wow, <coughs> that went down the wrong pipe. There's another edit I'm going to have to do for the podcast. There, you see, I'm making work for myself. <laughs> All right. Uh, we left off with, um, Peter Pan and, uh, the pirates were just about to attack. And we're going to move on to chapter 13. Uh, we do, however, want to give a tip of the hat to the Gutenberg project. That's where these books come from. They are public domain. They're free. Gutenberg.org is where you'll find them. Go over there. Speaking of reading. Send your kids over to that site, too, and have them check out the classics. Treasure Island, uh, all kinds of amazing books, including Peter Pan is there. Um, Gutenberg.org is where you'll find this. So chapter 13 is called Do You Believe in Fairies? In the book of Peter Pan. The more quickly this horror is disposed of, the better. The first who emerged from his tree was Curly. He rose out of it into the arms of Checo, who flung him to Smee, who flung him to Starkey, who flung him to Bill Jukes, who flung him to Noodler. And so he was tossed from one to another until he fell at the feet of the black pirate. All the boys were plucked from their trees in this ruthless manner and several of them were in the air at the same time like bales of goods flung from hand to hand. A different treatment was accorded to Wendy who came last. With ironical politeness Hook raised his hat to her and offering her his arm escorted her to the spot where the others were being gagged. He did it with such an air He was so frightfully disingenuine that she was too fascinated to cry out she was only a little girl perhaps it is telltale to divulge that for a moment hook entranced her and we tell on her only because her slip led to strange results had she haughtily unhanded him and we should have loved to write it of her, she would have been hurled through the air like the others. And then Hook probably would not have been present at the tying of the children. And he had, not, had he not been at the tying, he would not have discovered Slightly's secret. And without the secret, he could not presently have made his foul attempt on Peter's life. They were tied to prevent their flying away, "'doubling up with their knees close to their ears, "'and for the trussing of them the black pirate "'had cut a rope into nine equal pieces. "'All went well until Slightly's turn came. "'When he was found to be like those irritating parcels "'that use up all the string in going around "'and leave no tag with which to tie a knot,' While the pirates kicked him in their rage, just as you kicked the parcel. Though, in fairness, you should be kicking the string. And strange to say, it was Hook who told them to belay their violence. His lip was curled with malicious triumph. While his dogs were merely sweating, because every time they tried to pack the unhappy lad tight in one part, he bulged out in another. Hook's mastermind had gone far beneath Slightly's surface, probing not for effect, but for causes, and his exultation showed that he had found them. Slightly, white to the gills, knew that Hook had surprised his secret, which was this, that no boy so blown out could use a tree wherein an average man need a stick poor slightly, most wretched of all the children now, for he was in a panic about Peter, bitterly regretted what he had done. Madly addicted to the drinking of water when he was hot, he had swelled in consequence to his present girth, and instead of reducing himself to fit his tree he had, Unknown to the others, he whittled his tree to make it fit him. Sufficient of this, Hook guessed to persuade him that Peter at last lay at his mercy, but no word of the dark design that now formed in the subterranean caverns of his mind crossed his lips. He merely signed that the captives were to be conveyed to the ship, and that he, would be alone how to convey them hunched up in their ropes they might indeed be rolled down the hill like barrels but most of the way lay through a morass again hook's genius surmounted the difficulties he indicated that the little house must be used as a conveyance the children were flung into it four stout pirates raised it on their shoulders The others fell in behind, and singing the hateful pirate chorus, the strange procession set off through the wood. I don't know whether any of the children were crying. If so, the singing drowned the sound. But as the little house disappeared into the forest, a brave though tiny jet of smoke issued from its chimney as if defying hope. Hook saw it, and it did Peter a bad service. It dried up any trickle of pity for him that may have remained in the pirate's infuriated breast. The first thing he did on finding himself alone in the fast-falling night was to tiptoe to Slightly's tree and make sure that it provided him with a passage. And then for long he remained brooding, his hat of ill omen on the sword, so that any gentle breeze which had arisen might pray freshly through his hair. Dark as were his thoughts, his blue eyes were as soft as periwinkle. Intently he listened for any sound from the netherworld, but all was as silent below as above. The house under the ground seemed to be but one more empty tenement in the void. Was that boy asleep, or did he stand waiting at the foot of Slightly's tree with his dagger in his hand? There was no way of knowing save by going down. Hook let his cloak slip softly to the ground and then biting his lips till a lewd blood stood on them, he stepped into the tree. He was a brave man, but for a moment he had to stop there and wipe his brow, which was dripping like a candle. Then, silently, he let himself go into the unknown. He arrived unmolested, at the foot of the shaft, and stood still again, biting at his breath, which had almost left him. As his eyes became accustomed to the dim light, various objects in the home under the trees took shape, but the only one on which his greedy gaze rested, long sought for, and found at last, was the great bed, and on the bed lay Peter fast asleep. Unaware of the tragedy being enacted above, Peter had continued, for a little time after the children left, to play gaily on his pipes, no doubt rather a forlorn attempt to prove to himself that he did not care. Then he decided not to take his medicine, so as to grieve Wendy. Then he lay down on the bed outside the coverlet to vex her still more, for she had always tucked them inside it, "'because you never know that you may not grow chilly "'at the turn of the night.' "'Then he nearly cried. "'But it struck him how indignant she would be "'if he laughed instead. "'So he laughed, a hearty laugh, "'and fell asleep in the middle of it. "'Sometimes, though not often, he had dreams, "'and they were more painful than the dreams of other boys.' For hours he could not be separated from these dreams, though he wailed piously on them. They had to do, I think, with the riddle of his existence. At such times it had been Wendy's custom to take him out of bed and sit with him on her lap, soothing him in dear ways of her own invention, and when he grew calmer, to put him back to bed before he quite woke up so that he should not know of the indignity to which she had subjected him. But on this occasion, he'd fallen at once into a dreamless sleep. One arm dropped over the edge of the bed, one leg was arched, and the unfinished part of his laugh was stranded in his mouth, which was open, showing the little pearls. Thus, defenseless Hook found him, He stood silent at the foot of the tree, looking across the chamber at his enemy. Did no feeling of compassion disturb his somber breast? The man was not wholly evil. He loved flowers, I've been told, and sweet music. He was himself no mean performer on the harpsichord. And, let it be frankly admitted, the idyllic nature of the scene stirred him profoundly. Mastered by his better self, he would have returned reluctantly up the tree, but for one thing. Wendy, or what stayed him was Peter's impertinent appearance as he slept. The open mouth, the drooping arm, the arched knee, they were such a personification of his cockiness as, taken together, will never be again. One may hope he presented to eyes so sensitive to their offensiveness. They steeled Hook's heart. If his rage had broken him into a hundred pirates, every one of them would have disregarded the incident and leapt at the sleeper. Though a light from the one lamp shone dimly on the bed, Hook stood in darkness himself and at the first stealthy step forward he discovered an obstacle the door of slightly's tree it did not entirely fill the aperture and he had been looking over it feeling for the catch he found to his fury that it was low down below his reach to his disordered brain IT SEEMED THAT THE IRRITATING QUALITY IN PETER'S FACE AND FIGURE VISIBLY INCREASED, AND HE RATTLED THE DOOR AND FLUNG HIMSELF AGAINST IT. WAS HIS ENEMY TO ESCAPE HIM AFTER ALL? BUT WHAT WAS THAT? THE RED IN HIS EYE HAD CAUGHT SIGHT OF PETER'S MEDICINE, STANDING ON A LEDGE WITHIN EASY REACH he fathomed what it was straight away, and immediately knew that the sleeper was in his power. Lest he should be taken alive, Hook always carried about his person a dreadful drug, blended by himself of all the death-dealing rings that had come into his possession. These he had boiled down into a yellow liquid quite unknown to science, which was probably the most virulent poison in existence. Five drops of this he now added to Peter's cup. His hand shook, but it was in exultation rather than in shame. As he did it, he avoided glancing at the sleeper, but not least pity should unnerve him, merely to avoid spilling. Then one Long, gloating look he cast upon his victim, and turning, wormed his way with difficulty up the tree. As he emerged at the top, he looked the very spirit of evil breaking from its hole. Donning his hat at its most rakish angle, he wound his cloak around him, holding one end in front, as if to conceal his person from the night of which it was the blackest part, and muttering strangely to himself, stole away through the trees. Peter slept on. The light guttered and went out, leaving the tenement in darkness, but still he slept. It must have been not less than ten o'clock by the crocodile, when he suddenly sat up in his bed, wakened by he knew not what, It was a soft, cautious tapping on the door of his tree. Soft and cautious, but in that stillness was it sinister. Peter felt for his dagger until his hand gripped it, and then he spoke. Who is it? For long, there was no answer. Then again, the knock. Who are you? No answer. He was thrilled. He loved being thrilled. In two strides he reached the door. Unlike Slightly's door, it filled the aperture so that he would not see beyond it, nor the one knocking see him. I won't open the door unless you speak, he cried, and then at last, the visitor spoke in a lovely, bell-like voice. Let me in, Peter. It was Tink. And quickly he unbarred to her. He, she flew in excitedly, her face flushed, and her dress stained with mud. What is it? Oh, you could never guess, she cried, and offered him three guesses. Out with it, he shouted. And in one ungrammatical sentence as long as the ribbons that conjure pulled from their mouths she told of the capture of Wendy and the boys Peter's heart bobbed up and down as he listened Wendy bound and on the pirate ship she who loved everything to be just so I'll rescue her he cried leaping at his weapons as he leapt the thought of something he could do to please her He could take his medicine. His hand closed on the fatal draft. No, shrieked Tinkerbell, who had heard Hook mutter about his deed as he sped through the forest. Why not? It's poisoned. Poisoned? Who could have poisoned it? Hook. Oh, don't be silly. How could Hook have gotten down here? Alas, Tinkerbell could not explain this for even she did not know the dark secret of slightly's tree nevertheless hook's words had left no room for doubt the cup was poisoned besides said peter quite believing himself i never fell asleep he raised the cup no time for words now time for deeds and with one of her lightning movement tink got between his lips and the draught "'and drained it to the dregs. "'Why, Tink, how dare you drink my medicine?' "'But she did not answer. "'Already she was reeling in the air. "'What's the matter with you, Tink?' cried Peter, suddenly afraid. "'It was poison, Peter,' she told him softly. "'And now I'm going to be dead.' "'Oh, Tink, did you drink it to save me?' "'Yes.' "'But why, Tink?' "'Her wings would scarcely carry her now, "'but in reply she alighted on his shoulder "'and gave his nose a loving bite. "'She whispered in his ear, "'You silly ass,' and then, tottering to her chamber, laid down on the bed. His head almost filled the fourth wall of her little room as he knelt near her in distress. Every moment, her light was growing fainter, and he knew that if it went out, she would be no more. She liked his tears so much that she put out her beautiful finger and let them run over it. Her voice was so low that at first he couldn't make out what she said. Then he made it out. She was saying that she thought she could get well again if children believed in fairies. Peter flung out his arms. There were no children there, and it was nighttime. time. But he addressed all who might be dreaming of the Neverland, and who were therefore nearer to him than you think. Boys and girls in their nighties, and naked papooses in their baskets hung from trees. Do you believe? he cried. Tink sat up in bed, almost briskly, to listen to her fate. She fancied she heard answers in the affirmative. And then again, she wasn't sure. What do you think? she asked Peter. If you believe, he shouted to them, clap your hands. Don't let Tink die. Many clapped. Some didn't. A few beasts hissed. The clapping stopped suddenly, as if countless mothers had rushed to their nurseries to see what on earth was happening. But already, Tink was saved. First, her voice grew strong. Then she popped out of bed. Then she was flashing through the room, more merry and impudent than ever before. She never thought of thanking those who believed, But she would have liked to get the ones who had hissed. And now to rescue Wendy. And that's where we will leave it for tonight. Wow. That was a cool chapter. We're actually about halfway done with that chapter, but it's a great point too leave it, so we will leave it there and pick it up again on Wednesday. We'll finish this chapter up. We're almost at the end of this book, by the way Peter Pan, and we will do uh, we will do uh, The Little Prince, coming up next <laughs> uh, Dieg die- die- I can't pronounce that, Dieg Tarlu Dieg Tariu Put your pants on, bro <laughs> I don't have to. (laughs) Oh, man. And Resident Dimwit. Yay, story time with Jay. Not going to lie. I didn't know Peter Pan was a book. Indeed, it is a book. Very different, as we found with Alice in Wonderland and The Wizard of Oz. Very different from the movies and TV that we That we know, but yeah, Peter Pan, uh, originally a book written a very long time ago. So we're getting through it. We're almost at the end, and coming up after that, we will get on to um, we'll get on to the um, the Little Prince. That'll be exciting. Can't wait for that. All right, my friends, that is gonna do it for tonight. Thank you so much for joining live on uh, Facebook. I'm not wearing pants. YouTube, Jay Sheldon, and Twitch.tv jay sheldon no pants please if you can like subscribe follow the stream and as we mentioned earlier we are now a podcast uh 40 some odd episodes and the rest to come tomorrow all the way back to the very very first stream episode number one that we did so long ago you can find us on itunes apple podcasts spotify amazon music google Podcasts, radio public stitcher with more to come so i hope that you will like us over there subscribe and follow on any one of those platforms for the podcast and download listen in your spare time when you're out for a jog doing housework you can go all the way back to the very beginning and work your way through it'll take you probably days to get through all those episodes but they're all there or they all will be there after uh, after today right now there's up to 40 some odd uh they're all done they're just not uploaded yet but they're on the way in the next 24 hours so check it out if you don't mind pants are for cowards <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh I'm glad you were able to catch the stream too, Resident Inwood. It's been a long time. I appreciate your stopping by. Have a great day. Uh there's actually uh late in my location. In Poland it's almost five PM. Oh my goodness. Yeah, in Malaysia it is almost eleven PM on uh, Monday night. So, wow. I'm glad you found us. I'm glad you joined. Be sure you like and subscribe wherever you are. You're on Twitch, so give us a subscribe over there. Appreciate it. And um, if you haven't done that already. (laughs) Yeah, Malaysia. Crazy Malaysia. All right, guys. uh, That's going to do it for me. I will see you again on Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Malaysian time. Until then, I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing...